listening to Impact Sports Daily, WDBM's daily rundown of all things sports. Welcome everyone to the newest podcast joining the Impact radio station here impact daily this will be the first edition coming at you on a monday morning i'll be your host today oscar henderson alongside my co-host josh rapayan josh how are you doing today absolutely splendid what a game we had yesterday night we are gonna start with obviously the biggest game of the weekend biggest game of the year so far the super bowl and of course who else but Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs end up winning it in an absolute thriller, 25-22. to Game went to overtime. Patrick Mahomes wins it on a game-winning touchdown throw to McCole Hardman. Absolutely. What a thriller of a game, by the way, um, of a Super Bowl. Uh, I want to touch on the 49ers first in this game as they are man. the losing team in this one. Um Kyle yeah. Shanahan, man. <laughs> that man just can't stop blowing leads in the Super Bowl. I, the the thing with the 49ers for me this whole game is just the fact that they left so many points on that board, exactly, I felt like, yeah. in the first half and early Even in the Even from the first quarter. drive with the, all the... They had so much momentum going the first drive and you just get called back from those ter- uh, the, penalties. The Christian McCaffrey fumble... Didn't help a lot on that first drive, obviously. Um, they didn't capitalize very well off of that Mahomes interception that put them in hey, that's great field position. And as soon as I saw that, but I told my roommate, I was like, that them I think that's probably a sign the Chiefs are gonna come back. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it a lot of it I felt like the reason that they lost this game, a lot of it, of course, was they just couldn't capitalize when they got a lot of chances. Even to, the missed extra point. Yeah. That, the, that ended up being crucial at the end the, as well. The missed extra point, the, uh, I mean, there were just so many things that went on for San Francisco that, I mean, could not have, uh, that just, really could have put this game away for them, but it didn't end up happening and they didn't end up executing. But of course, we want to talk about that last drive that they had on overtime. I, this, this is sort of a grip I have against Kyle Shanahan, especially in overtime. I mean, Mahomes is, you know, He's the best quarterback I think I've seen that I, since I've been alive, and I mostly caught the tail end of Tom Brady's career. But what he's doing now is just absurd. It's ridiculous. But if you're the 49ers, I don't get kicking the field goal in overtime. You cannot. Let, I mean, if there was like three minutes left, I somewhat get it. You're giving them eight minutes, well, forty-five even, seconds. Even if there's still three minutes left, the, it's a full exactly, game. It's a full game. You just so you cannot mattered. give them three points to work with. This is Patrick Mahomes you're talking about. I don't care who his receivers are. He could have me and you as wideouts, and he'd probably find a way <laughs> to score a touchdown on that drive. That's that's just the, how good this I, man is. I mean, like, I hate to say it because I don't want to be, like, the, the Lions yeah. fan who's just bought hurt that his team still didn't go to the Super Bowl. But, like, Dan Campbell, I think, is 100% going for that fourth and four. Oh, 1,000% he's because going I for think, I, I think you have to be aware of the fact that if you go up three, you're giving the ball back to the greatest quarterback, maybe <laughs> ever. Possibly the best prime of a quarterback. Possibly ever. the best prime of a quarterback. Definitely the best quarterback in the entire NFL right now. Maybe, right? Maybe you can make an argument top two all time already. And you just you know that he's gonna go down, and if not score the game winning 
if not score the game-winning touchdown, he's going to go and get a field goal. He's going to at least get points up on that board. And I get it that the San Francisco defense had been playing really well that entire game. Um, they only allowed Kansas City up. Uh, they had them to about three points going into the third quarter. They were playing some phenomenal defense. Joey, or Nick Bosa had himself a game. He didn't quite have any sacks, but he was a real big game. Dif- he was a real big game wrecker for. Uh, I was gonna say Mahomes him and uh, Chase times. Young, especially as well. Yeah, they played Early really on. well on the pass rush, um, and it uh, obviously it didn't end up meaning anything. But yeah, I I I think they probably should have gone for that. Um, I mean, the play almost worked anyways. If Chris Jones did not blow up that well, last that's, play, that's why you got. That's it, why it's he's a get, touchdown. That's why he's getting paid the big bucks this offseason as well. <laughs> he pro- he definitely will. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the Kansas City side. Um, man, what I'm, what a game! I'm, I mean, they, I know everyone's going to talk about Mahomes and the offense, but I think a real good has to go to Tony Spagnola in this defense because they showed up. This game, yeah, they especially in that out. second half, they adjusted well and the, essentially shut down that Niners' offense the, barring the last quarter. The defense is really, I think, the only reason that they won that game, and they were the reason that they were in the game in the first place. The offense could not get anything going throughout the first half. Um, it didn't take until a muffed punt by the San Francisco 49ers for them to score their first touchdown. the The defense, they absolutely, like you said, they absolutely balled out. Um, they kept. San Francisco in check. There were a lot of times where it felt like San Fran was going to drive and score, and then instead the Kansas City defense came up big, held them to a field goal, and especially on that that last drive, too. They looked tired, and they made a huge, huge goal line stand to force San Francisco to kick that field goal and ultimately ended up uh, letting giving Mahomes the opportunity to drive down and win that game. But yeah, like you said, the defense played absolutely phenomenal. Chris Jones, like you said, he's gonna get paid those big bucks this offseason. And this game, not not only this game, but this game definitely helped out a lot to get him that bag. But um yeah. not just not just Chris Jones in my opinion. I mean, you talk about Sneed and McDuffie, both of them were locked down pretty much Debo and Ayuk all game long. Barring a few uh, couple catches from each one of them, McCaffrey was their best receiver. Exactly, with 80, 80 yards. yards. I mean, Ayuk only had three for forty nine, Debo three for thirty three. He got. Uh, d- to be fair though, Debo did get injured in um, like, yeah, the I, third I quarter ish, well. middle of the way. So and Kittle only how... two for four. I mean, the, their he, secondary locked them up pretty yeah, well. Yeah, they did. They did an amazing job. And again, like uh, we will touch on the offensive side here right now. Um, it was not. It was not pretty for most of that game. It was not. for for Kansas. City. It was some prime Big Ten football up until the start of the fourth. It, basically, it, it felt a lot. It it kind of felt like that. Um, that last game that they played in the Super Bowl against each other, and Mahomes' first one, where you know he throws that interception, and it really feels like this game's kind of slipping away from them, and that San Francisco is just going to end up closing this out. But then. You know, as it's, as it's, Tony Romo likes to say, the Mahomes magic. And, and he put on he put on an absolute show to make sure they did not lose that game. I, 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 I was talking about this with my dad uh, last night, and it's just like we were talking about how this guy just he doesn't lose. He and just won't. It, it it's so it's so amazing to watch him like just kick into that different gear. Like we saw in those last two drives of the Super Bowl, where he just says, "All right, I, I'm, I'm gonna go down, and I'm gonna go win this game, 
or at least tie it. And he does exactly that. Those last two drives that he had, oh, my God, they exactly. were phenomenal. You know, the funniest part is he was their leading rusher as well. And that's like yeah. on the pilot, me, me, you, Jack, uh, and Corey were talking about, we thought it was going to be this run game that was going to be the difference maker for the Chiefs offense. It but was. It was, it, it was, but not quite from who we were <laughs> expecting as well. It was Mahomes' leg, and you know what? It was kind of uh, it was kind of poetic on the big third down. It was Mahomes making the run this time, not Purdy. Yeah. And I, I thought that was just so ironic that it was him making it, yeah. not Purdy, on the third and fourth. You don't account for the quarterback. He comes up, rips it down to, I think, inside the 20, I believe. Something like that. Something yeah. around there. They end up scoring off McCole Hardman. I mean, these are this is probably the worst receiving core I think he's ever had, they, and he still led him to a championship. Yeah, I mean Hardman and Marquez Valding Scantling were the, the only touchdown scorers. scorers in this Super Bowl, and they won. It it it's it's honestly I like there's just no comp for it other exactly. other than Tom and even Tom. I mean he had that same he had that same ability of just being able to will his team to a victory, but I I mean the way that you just watch Mahomes do it and like the certainty that you have sort of when he has the ball and he has a chance to go down and win the game. I don't I don't know if anyone watching that game uh, besides 49ers fans thought he's he's not he's going to go down. I think everyone almost thought, yeah, he's going to go down and win this game. Like I mean, how could how could you not? How could you that? not? I mean, like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he ended up winning Super Bowl MVP, his and third MVP. Super Bowl MVP, and uh, would this be his seventh season? I mean, absolutely I mean. phenomenal. Chiefs have their dynasty, and now they have a chance next season to do something that no team has ever done before, which is go back to back to back as Super Bowl champions. And I think they very might as they very well could do it. I mean, um. Youngest defense in the entire NFL. A lot of those guys outside of Chris Jones are locked up for the next couple of years. Um, we'll see what Travis Kelsey's situation is if he decides to retire or not. We know that Andy Reid is going to stick around for I mean, a little based bit. Based on what he said afterwards, I think that man wants his three P. He wants his three. Okay, uh, well then it seems like Kelsey uh, is going to stay around. They get a little bit more receiver help for Mahomes and I. This team, this team, they're might. only gonna get better because there are so many good receivers. Yeah, they're draft. only gonna get better. And I mean, Rasheed Rice too. He's really he, young, and he he's been up a big impact catch. player throughout the season for them, and including the playoffs. Um, this again, th- this is the worst iteration I think we're gonna see of a Patrick uh, Mahomes team. This stat is in a while that I just found. It's playoff stats before turning thirty. Brady, three thousand two hundred seventeen yards, twenty touchdowns, nine picks. Three-time champ, two-time MVP, Mahomes. And mind you, Mahomes is not even 30 yet. He is 28. Yeah. 5,135 yards, 41 touchdowns, eight interceptions, three-time champ, and three-time Super Bowl MVP at 28. It's ridiculous. You can't make up a better career path for a quarterback than this. Not to mention, what is it, six straight, seven six straight? straight six, six straight AFC championship. Six straight AFC championship games. I mean, that's just absurd. That. Yeah, you have to... I, I, I say I I've been saying this now to everyone who I you know talk football with. If you're if you're an NFL team, you have to build your team now to beat Kansas City. That's what I was just about to bring this up, especially me being a Bears fan. You take Caleb Williams here. I don't think that we have a choice. I agree. 
I mean, just, I've been saying it since. I've been saying it since before. That Packers exactly. game, but you just can't afford to not have an elite quarterback or a difference maker at quarterback anymore. I love Brock Purdy, and he's a he's not a game manager. I think he, especially this game, it wasn't really his fault. No, he played a good game. You can't really blame this on him, but he's just not Mahomes, and that that was the main difference in this game because it was neck and neck. The only difference is one quarterback I, can just pull out some magic. I'm very like it's so weird to just see like how all these like amazing players that we have right now in the NFL's legacies are being defined because they have to play in the Patrick Mahomes era of football. Like this guy, I I mean this guy outside of Joe Burrow, no one else has seemed to be able to have beat him or uh, and I mean, it's it's Besides ridiculous. Josh Allen's legacy is now defined for the fact that he can't make it past, he can't make it to a Super Bowl. But again, what he's playing in the Patrick Mahomes era of the NFL. This guy, th- there is one you guarantee. It is like there has been one guarantee the past six straight seasons is that Mahomes. You're either going to find Mahomes in the AFC Championship game, or you're going to find him in the Super Bowl. You know, that, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me like every single NFL team is the Toronto Raptors and Mahomes is like LeBron on the Cavs. You are <laughs> just not LeBron, beating he's LeBron You're not though. beating any team in the East is just not beating LeBron. You're just not beating Mahomes at this point. Yeah. It it it's absolutely ridiculous. Um I want to sort of talk about uh Kelsey and Mahomes here for a little bit cuz now that they've won the Super Bowl, a lot of the conversation is going to start revolving around where these guys rank all time throughout this offseason, I think. And I, I especially Andy Reid, too. I think he's gonna start getting that I think conversation he's top a lot three more coach too. now, minimum. I, I think you could I think you definitely have to make the argument that Andy Reid is a top three coach. I mean, uh outside of what, the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Cowboys, there hasn't really quite been a I'll, dynasty. Unless you want to go Lombardi, but uh, I mean, I get you know different eras, different types of styles yeah. of coaching. So I, I, I think I think Andy Reid might he might be solidified as a top three, top head three coach for right sure, now. top what, five, five Super Bowl appearances at this point. One with the Eagles, four with Kansas City now. What, it, three uh, Super Bowl wins. How many? Cha- how many like? NFC, AFC championship games he ever has now. He's in double then, digits. Just for the that. consistency on both sides. Both doesn't matter what team it is. He's just so consistent every single year. Always in the AFC championship. Always seems to be a Super Bowl contender. Even this year, when after the Lions game in the beginning, I think most people wrote that team off. They said they didn't have the receiver talent in the playoffs. They'd I probably think a choke. lot of people, you know, like even watching that Bills game that they played. Um, people thought, yeah, this team, there's just no way they make it to a Super Bowl. And <laughs> look at where they are now. <laughs> they're champions now. So. <laughs> now they're Super Bowl champions. <laughs> so it it didn't really matter in the other way. But I, I, I'm interested to see how the dialogue of Mahomes starts. To, I think Mahomes has got to be top two all time. I, 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 I honestly I just, think that's... I, just, I can't see any other way. <laughs> I get Montana had more... Uh, more championships, but at this point, it's just the what stats. We're, what we're seeing here is something just, that I don't think I've never seen before. <laughs> we, I don't think we're ever gonna. I don't know if we're ever gonna see it again. Like, like the this guy is just it, it's, it's, it's a different there, type of monster, and it's 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 hard to explain just how amazing he is because there there are it's like it, like I said, 
he's just leaving you all speechless right now. We're at like a loss of words to explain how this has happened because it's just you can't explain something that you've never seen before. Yeah. Like this this level of talent, this level of just dominance. It's just, it's like he just it's like you lose the game before you even step on that field because you you have to play Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I I I think I think the argument for him being top two is it's definitely going to be um, a, a a talking point throughout this entire summer uh, for Kansas City and, and I, I mean he, he even he even Mahomes even joined the conversation himself. He got a question about where he thinks he compares with uh, Tom and. He he had a little he had a funny quote. He's like, I don't know if I can ever pass him because he he beat me in the Super Bowl. But uh, um, but I think I I even think with that if he if he continues the way this the winning the way he has been, I, I there might I mean, be an argument that he might be greater than Tom if he keeps this up. I mean, we saw the playoff stats and he's not even there thirty yet. He only has what four more Super Bowls he <laughs> has four, to win four, 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 four or five. More. Five to I mean, have more than he had three. Brady. And Brady had seven. He has four. I to mean, have the same amount as Brady, he needs four more wins. To have more, he he needs he five. And I mean, what this guy's gonna play for another like? Well, assuming another, hopefully another at 10, least another years. ten, twelve years until he's forty. He probably play farther. To I mean, forty-one, forty-two. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I. It, it, he's gonna be in that top two conversation, I think, and we're gonna have to. Just get used to hearing it. It might be real. A couple years, it might be top one conversation. It might be top one conversation in the next two, three years. Um, But yeah, and last, I want to talk about Travis Kelsey because, I mean, I mean, yeah, this guy slow start, slow start. But this guy really turned it on in the second half. Um, He obviously uh, a lot of people didn't like the the way he. Talk to uh, Andy Reid. You, you know, I, I've always had a problem half. with like people who get mad at that stuff. These people are athletes; they want to win, and you know, I get you don't push your coach. I, yeah, it's like it's I, like in, in basketball and people yell in the huddle. It's like sometimes you just need to get your anger out, frustration and, out, and reset it, the clock. If you know anything about Travis Kelsey and him on the field, he he plays with his emotions on his sleeve. Exactly, like, and so he's very he he wants to win, and he will try to do anything that he can to win and he it, it just looked like it was just frustration and i think andy reed understood that he kind of scared him a little bit because he didn't see him i, I think was, i would but... be scared of travis kelsey yelling at me yeah <laughs> but i mean obviously obviously travis kelsey was not gonna like hit andy reed or yeah. anything it, it, he loves he loves andy reed like uh so i don't think yeah i think people taking whatever that situation was with uh with any seriousness i i don't i don't think it really should but i mean talking about where he ranks among top tight ends now i think that's a more interesting debate that's than so where hard Mahomes because there's so many good tight ends i don't lands. think he's number one obviously you know with gronk you still than, think you still think gronk is a better I all-time think, tight end i think kelsey's the better receiving tight end but in terms of overall ability blocking everything else i think you still got to go gronk over See, kelsey <sighs> I don't know because because it's just two different eras they like played Kelsey. In, I don't think it's a bad run blocker though, and I think people don't. Uh, I think Gronk people just give so, him. Gronk I, just I understand elite, Gronk was Gronk was elite at run blocking too. I mean that's all he did for that last Patriots Super Bowl that he had against uh, on that run when they beat LA in the Super Bowl. Um, but I think people underestimate a lot. Like Kelsey is not that 
bad of a run blocker. And it feels like a lot of the conversation I hear over with Kelsey and Gronk is that, well, Gronk was just a so much better run blocker than than Kelsey. I, I'll admit he 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 was better. Yeah, but I don't think like I, think, I don't think Kelsey's the difference definitely good at run block. Yeah, He's not like bad. I don't think the difference is as big as a lot of people like make it oh, out. Oh, it's to be. definitely a close debate in my opinion. I'd still give the edge to Gronk in my opinion, but Kelsey's I think he might be the most like Kelsey. I, I think at this point he, has had I mean a longer like stretch of just tight end dominance than than Gronk has like ever had. Like I understand that when Gronk played, he was. Without a doubt, the best tight end in the you NFL. Make the best receiving but, option in the NFL. Yeah, but, I I mean, he didn't really end up playing all that much. He did retire early. To, I'll, I'll give to him To begin that. with, he retired early. When he played, he had a lot of injuries, too. And I, I'm not saying that's, that's his fault at all, but, I mean, the, be- the best ability is availability. And Kelsey, so far, has... I, I he's had he's had definitely a longer stretch of I think being the best tight end in the NFL than than Gronk has had um uh, so far. I will give you that. I will give you Kelsey because even, up. He does have he, longevity. Yeah. He overlapped with Gronk too, and both of them were I mean, one and two for a while, but I mean once Gronk started slowing down, you could clearly see that Kelsey was Kelsey was overtaking. I, I did want to touch on this one little tidbit as well. I just want to shout out the punters and the kicking team this oh, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the San Francisco punter, Mitch Wisnowski and Tommy Townsend had the exact same amount of punts and the exact same amount of yards. The, uh, the Niners special teams had an absolute uh, both masterclass, by the way, outside of the I mean, in my opinion, Harrison Butker point. was robbed of MVP, in my opinion. <laughs> Should have won. Don't know what happened there. You well, it's kind of hard on to head. win when your quarterback, <laughs> quarterback goes, on to, goes on a game-tying drive to tie the game and then a game-winning drive to win the game. Um, I think it's kind of hard to not give Mahomes that. I know. Mahomes <laughs> that, but... Um, At least he should have won the Nickelodeon MVP in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, no. San, Fran, San Fran's punt unit, especially, they balled out. Exactly. They had... They gave... They gave Kansas City no chance to have good field position and yet somehow... It all it didn't matter. still didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It all still didn't matter. They still lost the game. So that's going to do it for us for our Super Bowl coverage. Again, Chiefs win 25-22. to 22. Not quite sure when the parade is going to be for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's going to be another one in Kansas City, Missouri, coming up very soon. We are going to move on now to some college uh, events that we had going on here. And, of course, we're going to start – with the hometown MSU had a big win last Saturday against number 10 ranked Illinois. 88 to 80 was the final score. AJ Hogard, have yourself a day. 23 points to seal the win for Michigan State. This was a big one. They had This is what we've all been waiting for. This is I so I mean I'm hesitant to say that we're back. Because I'm not saying we're back. No, I've been saying this. You know, I, a Wait lot till of the, next game, Oscar. A lot of the dialogue I hear about this team, and it has been throughout this whole season, is, oh, we're gonna figure out, we're gonna figure it out mid January. We're gonna be fine, and we're gonna be competing in the tournament. Well, now it's it, it's about mid February ish, uh, close to mid February, 
Um, we're still seven and six in the conference, uh, fifteen and nine overall. Yes, I understand. This is a huge win that we had against Illinois. It it helps a lot with the fact that we lost that game uh, that we had to them a couple weeks ago on the road, where it was really close and we just missed a game winning game tying shot. Um, but but yeah, this was one that Michigan State could not afford to lose if they wanted any chance of making the tournament and this is a big win one of the uh finally another quad one win that we can add to the resume but yeah they they ended up playing really well and i'm i'm interested to see what this will do for This. this team and if they will finally start to pick it up and sort of figure it out and I, I just feel great for Hogard because this is the game we all needed from him. Yeah. Coming into the year, especially as a senior, we knew that this is the type of play that we needed from him on defense. Him and, him and Malik had an amazing him, game. Him, Malik, too. and Malik Walker. Malik was one point behind with 22. I think 23, 22, and then 19 for Walker. This is how we wanted our big three to play this entire year. And this is the sort of potential that we've seen on this team, our top four team coming into the season. Obviously, you know, sometimes things don't go your way. But, I mean, the main thing with this team has been consistency. Can they do it again? And we've seen we've seen this entire season. We've had games where we just look like a top-four team and then games where we just seem like we just don't want to be there. And this is one of the games where, thankfully, you know, it's against a very good Illinois team. Terrence Shannon Jr. still went absolutely crazy this game. 28 points. Yeah. I mean, it was... He went. He went insane. I mean, they were insane, insane from three. I think they were shooting fifty percent at half. They were really able to neutralize everyone else. Exactly on, on that team. I mean, Coleman Hawkins only had fourteen points. He shot five of twelve from the field. So not a Especially, very good game uh, from Domask him. as well. Last yeah, game, Domask. Domask was amazing. Last he game, only he had twelve those, points. Exactly, only twelve. Four for eight. I mean, it was just a great effort overall and a great win for the team. You just hope that they can keep it up going into. The next couple games, I don't think we face anyone too good until we have a big one in Purdue, I believe. Yeah, we're going to. That's I gonna, don't. It's in Mackey, uh, too. It's, in Mackey, too. It's not looking it's too bright. It's not happening. <laughs> Obviously, you I, know. I, I don't, I don't hate. I don't want to be the negative one here, but it, it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> we keep you it don't close. win in Mackey. You don't we win in Keep Mackey. it close. I'll be happy. I, I, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I I'm. I think this will. I think this definitely. If we weren't already a lock for the tournament, which we probably weren't. I, I think, think. I think we were borderline going to get in. I in think my opinion. get a couple more wins, maybe. There's no one res- or two in the tournament, yeah. and then you can probably say that yeah, we should go to. We should oh, yeah. go into tournament, but. I mean, they're coming up. We're at Penn State, at Michigan, versus Iowa, versus Ohio State, at Purdue, Northwestern, and then finish off at Indiana. We should at a least lot get, of those games. We a lot of those. Games I think are all those games, games are winnable except Purdue, maybe Northwestern, because Bo Bowie just somehow he's torched, good. He's, he's so good. But it's gonna be at home. It's gonna be at home. So I I have a little more faith in that than I do when we had to go to Northwestern. Northwestern. But um, yeah, these next two games, like you said, at Penn State, at Michigan, I think those two should be and they should be should win, be wins man. hopefully, and then versus Iowa versus Ohio State. I think those two games being at home. And those last three, those last three just lot. scare me though. I yeah, Indiana is just always a hard place to play. Northwest and Bobui just always seems to own us somehow. Win one of those three at that point, I think I think you can say. I they say we win. We tournament. should. We went out the next four. I'd be very happy. Yeah, 
Yeah. We are going to move on now to another Michigan State uh, sports team here that had a very impressive weekend. Uh, Michigan State hockey had a big, big sweep this weekend over Michigan. First game, Michigan State heads into Yost Arena and wins 5-1 to after a 4 Goal, third period. Game was tied 1-1, heading into the third, and then Michigan State absolutely took over. Wins the game. Second straight win in Yost Ice Arena. Almost never happens, by the way. That is a huge, huge accomplishment for the Michigan State Spartans. And then the duel in the D happened on Saturday. Oh, yes, it did. And Michigan State comes out once again with another victory, 2-3. to three. Um... A great, great weekend I mean, here for Michigan you State You talk hockey. about a program-defining weekend. These this were, is it. These were two. I mean, that huge. game was the first game. I was uh, fortunate enough to board off both games this weekend. The first game was so close in the third quarter, third period. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> I'm not used to talking about hockey here, but it was it was close. I was sweating in the booth right here all game all game long. I, they pulled it out of there, and then the duel in the D was just. A wonderful matchup, and we got to talk about the play of Trey Augustine, especially in that third he period. He is that guy. He had a Superman on his chest, C on his chest, the entire game, especially in that third period with all those shots coming in towards the end. Anything could have <laughs> happened, and I forgot was it Levshinov or Reed that made the game saving uh, clear out towards the end. I'm not sure. I, one of them that I believe just uh, the puck was loose in the third period. It felt like it was about to go in. And you just see a Michigan State stick on the puck, clearing it out last second. Just, I mean, just a great win, not just for the hockey team, but just Michigan State in general. Oh, this yeah. is a, a Michigan team that's made, what, two straight Frozen Fours? Uh, it's something like that. Something yeah. like that. This team is <laughs> they are good. a perennial contender. They, we've never won in se- the seven years that this game has played to finally get over the hump, beat the team that's basically been owning you the last couple of years. And, you know, this is just the beginning for the Michigan State hockey team. This team is just getting better and better. It's only going to get better and better. Nightingale is just, I think we knew he was going to revive the program. I don't think we knew it was going to be like in under the, like two years this yeah. quick. He He's already going to have, I think, a top five pick. Um, yeah, I believe Leshinov, yeah. Leshinov, I think, will probably go top five, especially um, with a lot of the teams who are, you know, near the bottom. Uh, looking uh, looking forward to the lottery right now. A lot of those guys, they need defensemen real bad. And I would be, I if Chicago doesn't get that first pick, I, I was about to say as a Blackhawks fan, I think they're gonna end up going with the defensive option instead and going with Levshinov to help out a little bit with uh, Connor Bedard. But no, as you said, two huge, huge wins for this Michigan State program. Like, Michigan was 6-1-1 one one going into this game. They were on a absolute heater um, coming out of the winter break. And, I mean, like, like they, were playing, they were playing some amazing hockey. Rucker McGordy was... He had 17 points in eight games, I'm pretty sure. Nazar was right there with 10. I mean, this was a very, very explosive offense coming out of the break, and Michigan State really neutralized them, and they did an amazing job of slowing them down. And, I mean, holding Michigan to one goal and then two and two consecutive nights, that is not, That's it's not, an, easy, it's not an easy thing to do. It, it, it's almost unheard of, and Michigan State – 
this was a team that was struggling since right going five and three um and they were really they they had some nights where they looked they came out and they played amazing and then they had some nights where they just they didn't look like they were out there to play hockey and had a lot of games where they were only putting up one goal zero throughout this uh throughout the turn of the calendar but yeah, now they, they really got it together for this series, and this will be a huge one. So now we are, I believe it is five points ahead of Wisconsin, first still in the Big Ten standings. Uh, Wisconsin still has two games in hand, um, as they have 18 games played, and we have 20. But we have a bye week this week, so we will not be playing at all. And Wisconsin will have two games this weekend, so that will even up, and we will finally see if they will either take first or if we remain first after this weekend. But that uh, still means uh, we have a... Of course we end the season at Wisconsin oh, yeah. for two games. We have a big series against them. Uh, I believe it's Ohio State weekend after next, and then it's going to be that. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. March 1st, yeah. Friday. That that series that, is going to decide gonna who, be wins, the who wins the Big Ten. Yeah. That one's going to decide who wins the Big Ten. And I cannot be... I could not be more excited for it as we're starting to head into tournament time here for both college basketball and college hockey so a lot of lot of great lot of great things coming up coming up uh i'm trying to think of what else went on this weekend uh iowa got upset by nebraska this weekend in women's basketball that's right well. caitlin clark late. she went off but the fourth quarter man i i just you are the biggest star in the game. You have to show up more than zero points, 0 for 6 in the fourth. She had an amazing game. She's on the track to beat Kelsey Plum's record. Only needs eight points next game, assuming she'll get it next game. Probably. She's only eight points. Only no. eight points away. Really? And I think like 18 less games as well. So she's going to get it. She's probably – I'd assume she'd get it. I, I mean, but, if you can't score I mean, eight points. And how many games of, do they have left? I think they got like – 10, 15, oh, oh, no, they, they got, got enough for her to score one, eight points. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five yeah, games five. left. I don't know, man. I think she's only going to average a one point a game. <laughs> if Caitlin Clark averages one point a game in a five-game span, I will I will shave my hair. Like, I will I will do something so drastic because there's just absolutely no way that's happening. Um, No, yeah, big loss for Iowa. Uh and especially with a Ohio State win this weekend over Michigan exactly. State, that puts them under Ohio State now. And Ohio State has sole possession of first in the Big Ted standings so far. So um, I don't believe they actually – oh, they do play each other last game of the year. Man, the Big Ten knows how to set up these schedules. <laughs> Big Ten script they, they, they know the what Big they're Ten doing. script writers – Com- they are cooking right now. To NFL script writers, because man, they are they're cooking, like you said. They are cooking outside of outside of the Big Ten side of basket outside the men's side of basketball. They're, they're hey, cooking. They, they know what's they're cooking. <laughs> they're cooking. National champion in football. I mean, these guys know how to write a script. These guys know how to write a script. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, not much happened in the NBA. Uh, Celtics last night beat the Heat one ten to one hundred six. Thunder beat the Kings one twenty seven to one thirteen. I mean, Thunder. They've been kind of struggling as of late. They are struggling as of late, but but still, I think uh, we're watching I mean, a lot of those teams. That team is just so young. They'll, I think, they'll be fine. I'm interested that they didn't decide to really make any moves. I mean, well, I'm, they did get Gordon Hayward, but I'm just not sure if that's Hayward. like that's not a 
I would have liked to see something besides another scorer on I don't that know. team. I, I'm very interested. The the dialogue on what people thought the Thunder should do in I mean, the, I, as a Bulls fan, I was deadline. very upset the deadline. Well, yeah. You guys I mean, just... You just, we can't keep going like this. We <laughs> should have just blown it up. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what direction this is. It just I feels like, like... I actually can't, like, being a, just in general a Chicago fan... Like has to be like one of the hardest things. In the only thing right that's now. keeping me uh, afloat is just the fact that the Bears have the first pick. That, that is it. But like, what Bulls don't know what direction they want to go in. The Cubs just didn't make the a free Cubs agency. still feel like they don't know what direction they want to go in. I think in. they're gonna try to go for uh, <coughs> just try to stack the team. But like, we didn't make any splash moves in free agency. I mean, I guess, but yeah, like at least stack. honestly, the bears are probably the only team that I think of that actually has a good direction. I don't know right how now. well, I don't think they have, I mean, I don't know how well that farm system is going on right now for exactly. Chicago. I don't know. I don't think they have like anyone really like high up. I think we had a couple there. players in the new like top a hundred. Well, there you go. I mean, but, we'll I mean, see, out, outside like, of that, looking at the roster, it just feels like they're, they're ready you know, to meddle with feel, 500. It feels like we're basically just like Sisyphus pushing the rock and up then, the hill. Yeah. And just then, going absolutely nowhere. And then, like you said, Chicago, the, the Bulls, they, they just I, don't they, know where I don't, to go. They have no I idea. think they, Arturis thinks that we're a competitive team. If, you it's know, barely beating team. teams without their two best players is competitive, I guess you're right. But uh, it's just, I don't get it. It makes no sense. It's clear this core is not good enough to win a championship. Not even good enough to possibly win a playoff series anymore. Lonzo's career you is most they could likely win a playoff series. I didn't think so. <laughs> I, I apparently apparently our GM thinks he can. Our GM thinks he's competitive enough to win a playoff series and make a playoff push. I don't know what games he's been watching, if he's been watching the games at all. But I mean, I just yeah. it is what it is. I just can't even <laughs> Words can't explain how much this team do, So, do me. you think they will ever trade, like, anyone? Well, it doesn't matter. Point? Now, DeMar's going to be a free agency in the summer, so... I If they resign well, him see, to a big well, contract, you still have... Uh, you, you think they're going to resign him? Knowing the Bulls, they probably would, but, like... There's actually... The no only good way. young player we have is Kobe White, who's been amazing this season. He has been, but they don't play I'm, him enough. I, I mean, he starts, but, like... He's just... I just don't know how you're going to rebuild around him if you just keep DeMar and Levine the entire time. I, it's clear they don't fit together. There's, I don't think there's any way they resign Demar. I mean, they, I don't I think don't they're in a position it, to. They shouldn't be in a position to resign. We shouldn't. DeMar. We should have traded him. In DeMar, the should, him he had DeMar a should probably go to a contending team. Like, Not, I don't know why we traded Caruso as well. Like, if someone gave you two firsts for Caruso and you say he's untouchable, <clears throat> what are we doing? Yeah, just, and then the 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 Caruso news, OG and Anobi type deal. Yeah, it's just like why Alex you Caruso that? is not OG and Anobi. All right, there's a reason why the Raptors got a deal like that for OG and Anobi. because well, I, I think and you Caruso see why. Will, here's right, the thing: I as the Knicks are playing that. really good. Caruso is just an amazing defender, like OG. I don't think he's as polished offensively as OG. He's not a three and D guy though. Like he's not a bad Anobi three sports shooter, but. He's not OG and an OB shooting. OG's not, not the, I don't think he's the best shooter in the world. Uh, I, I have to look up his three-point percentage. Let's look it up. I think he's 37.6, which is still pretty good. And I I don't think Caruso is that high. I On 49% yeah, shooting Caruso is 37.3. With I mean, Caruso doesn't take as many shots, though, so obviously you, know, you have to have that. 
And, and I mean, I think you're see, you saw the impact that OG was having on the Knicks. When yeah, he up was, to the injury. Up to the injury. This and team I, was, I do think Caruso could have not quite that level, but still a level that would warrant a first pick, especially because contending teams are going to give up first picks for like defensive players that can make a yeah. difference in the play, come playoff time. Yeah. You're going to give up a first for that, especially because and it's hard for me to switch from NFL value of first picks to NBA value of first picks. Because in the NFL, first pick is like valuable. Yeah, like it's gold, very, basically. It's very, it's very valuable. But I mean, it seems like these guys just uh, NBA seems to throw there. They just, just throw it out like it's nothing. Because I, I mean, I, I think it's fair though. I mean, like I mean, just a hit pick, the hit rate. Unless picks. it's a top five, it's like, just you're it's not. Busy. You're, you're kind of yeah. you're still you still feels like you're kind of gambling on whether or not hey this player could be really good or he ends up stinking. I can't think of think of how many lottery guys. Who are picked in the lottery outside of the top five? Who like just don't work out? It's a lot more than who do work out. I mean, even in the lottery, you still have that risk. Yeah, even in the top five, you still have that risk. I mean, look at it. the Pistons drafted Killian Hayes seventh overall, and guess who we could have picked? Wrongfully, uh, wrongfully cut, by the way. Free my man. Wrongfully cut. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm just saying they had a better winning percentage with Killian than Cade Cunningham. All I'm saying, up until the, he got cut. War is over. That's all I got to say about the Killian Hayes situation. War <laughs> is over. Um, we could, oh, I have one more thing that we can talk about. The Red Wings picked up a huge two points on Saturday against Vancouver after a shootout goal by Jake Wallman. And, of course, he had to celebrate afterward with a gritty, as he always as he always does. Um yeah, again, two huge points that the Red Wings needed. Right now, they sit second in the wild card. So, not comfortably in a playoff spot. I think the Islanders and yeah. I believe the Devils, Devils are even still, the Capitals, High Penguins. Yeah, they're still I mean, <laughs> they're still they're still close. It's very close, but right now they do sit um with uh, with a game in hand over the Islanders and uh, only a game, uh, the Devils only have a game in hand on the Red Wings, and we have a four point lead on the Islanders and a six point lead on the Devils. So again, two humongous points for the Red Wings right now, and I, I mean every point, every two points that this team gets right now is going to be an enormous. Huge, I mean, this like, wild card race in points. both conferences are just so it's good. nuts. Like even it's if you ridiculous. look in the Western Conference, and you got Nashville that's two behind, Calgary that's at fifty five, Kraken at fifty two, and the Blues have. And Kings I don't both know what happened to uh, LA, L- LA man. What happened? What a fall! This team was this team. I thought this team was gonna. This team I thought was a dark horse uh, earlier in the year to contend for the Stanley Cup. I mean, they were playing some amazing hockey, and then they fall apart, and now their coach is fired, and now they're sitting here first in the wild card after being second or first in the Pacific for a while now. Uh, I mean, terrible situation going on in L.A. I don't actually feel that bad because um, I, I kind of see this coming every, every year with X-Vibe. L.A. It, it, it's not even that. It's just... I, I just know this team every year until they until they do something different is going to be the most mediocre team like ever. Like they'll make the playoffs like as a as a 7 8 seed, maybe they'll barely sneak in and then 
they'll just get smacked in the first round by Edmonton like they do almost every year, it feels like. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, like you said, really, really uh, tight competitive playoff race in the NHL. I am very excited to see how it all goes down. And I think we have the uh, the trade deadline coming up soon for yes, we do. the NHL. So that'll be exciting to see who ends up getting moves. Um, I could see a lot of Philadelphia Flyers probably going, um, being for sale right now. Even though they're third in the Metro, I that I don't think that team, that team's not going to stay there for very long um, after the whole Carter Hart situation that happened. And he was basically their entire team. So quite, quite, quite unfortunate there. But um, yeah, I, I don't think there's, Anything else to touch on for the weekend? I it's, think we got pretty we much got, everything. We got the Super Bowl. We got a couple, some NBA, some uh, college hoops, some college hockey. I think that's going to do it for us here uh, for the first episode of Impact Sports Daily. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Again, this will be an everyday thing, five days a week, Monday through Friday. So we will get this one out to you guys today. And we will have another one on Tuesday and then Wednesday and then so forth. So thank you guys for joining us. Again, I am your host, Oscar Henderson, along with my co-host, Josh Rapayan. We will be back here on Tuesday with a different group, but we will see you guys later. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful day. Deuces.